welcome to Curious Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we are on episode 52. Yeah. 5-2. Ship tips. Episode number Part 52. Two. At the same time. That's right. <laughs> there we go. I, that's my thing is I interrupt you now. It's all when good. You're, when you're trying to intro what the episode is. Is that the thing now? That's my thing. Okay, yeah. it's all good. Episode 52, one full year of Pure Russell Podcast. Yeah, well, and and technically our anniversary, I think if you look on like Anchor or in, uh, iTunes. So it's next week. So next week we've got a special episode coming out where we're going to kind of do a recap of our highlights and lowlights and maybe some stories we haven't got a chance to tell you, some behind the scenes stuff about Pure Russell Podcast and, uh, you know, what what we've learned over the year, what our big uh, takeaways have been. And so it would be really great if you would be willing to, you know, give us a call or uh, shoot us a DM on Instagram, uh, send us an email and just let us know what are some of your highlights of Pure Hustle Podcast for the year. And we can try and include that in uh, in our episode. Yeah, I can't believe, you know, think about it. Some of you have listened to this since episode one, right? And episode one and two, you know, I always talk about like those were the awkward ones. Yeah, there's There was a growth period where, you <laughs> there know. Was a growth period. We're still awkward though. I don't, I don't think we're... Speak we're for like, yourself, we're, man. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm like a debonair. There you go. You have a... It's funny because, you know, I never would have ever thought I'd be on a podcast. That's what's strange, right? We're teachers, right? So we talk in front of people. But it's a little different when you're behind a mic. You know, I've always said I had a face for radio, so... Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think we both have faces for radio. So I think we're good. We both have beards for radio. Yeah, you know, I was actually looking at your uh, goatee, um, and I saw a picture the other day of you, like, on Instagram from earlier, like, when we were a little closer shaved. Yeah. It's a different look, man. I like the, I like the goatee. It's a good I look. appreciate yeah. it. I, I don't plan on cutting it anytime soon. So. Good stuff. Unless we get sponsored by, like, some beard grooming... Well, then they wouldn't want want you to, to maybe, cut it. Maybe. They probably want a little trim here and there. Maybe. Anyways, all right. Hey, we are on Ship Tips Part 2. Ship Tips 2. I always have to pause. I don't know why. Just hard yeah. for me to go Ship Tips Part 2. Yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the, the way that works. It out. could go various ways yeah. if you say it too fast. Yeah. Ship Tips. All right. So, a few things since that first episode. Thank you, everyone, for all the DMs, for all the comments, for all the responses. You know, I got to tell you, we we opened ourselves up, right? Did you feel a little bit of that? Yeah. Like we we're a little v- vulnerable going, hey, this is how you should get your supplies. This is what supplies you should use and so on. Yeah. And, and part of that is sometimes people hear the, this is how you should. And I think we, we try really hard to phrase like, this is a way. This is the way we yeah, do agreed, it. Agreed. You know, this this isn't. This isn't the only way and, and maybe not even the best and way. We could be wrong. The way that works, you know? Yeah. And so, hey, if there's anything you'd like to add. So, for instance, we had a lot of DMs. We had some people saying, hey, can we just chat online? We had some people, you know, send us DMs. We had people that wanted us to make videos. And so, all awesome ideas. But it was so overwhelming that, you know, I, I couldn't get to all of them. Right? You couldn't get to all yeah. of them. Right? If we only did the podcast, it'd be doable. But it, it was just tough. So, we strongly urge you, like, if there's anything you want to add, anything you want to comment, two things. One, comment below on the YouTube, okay? And if you want, you can even put your Instagram handle. Say, hey, if you want more info, here's my handle. We have no problem with that. We're all about sharing information. Here. Yep. Sure, so, sure, Are you good with that? Yep. Drop in the IG handle. Yeah, why not? Or the Twitter handle or the Facebook. Yeah, we're a community, man. Oh. We, are, we are a family of resellers. The Pure Hustle Podcast uh, family is what I'm going to call it. We're just we're we're all pure hustlers. That's the way I like to think about it. We're we're out there hustling. Pure hustle peeps. There there are you're if you're out there and you're hustling, you're part of my family. Okay, there we go. Now, 
I did get a lot of like, I know better than you though. That was that that's the only one that you know, you ever get that feeling like everybody knows better than you? You know, I'm I'm totally okay with that most of the time. I mean, there's certain certain no, areas. I'm okay with it too. It's just how people come across. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely tactful ways people uh can approach subjects that they don't always use, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh but you know, it's one of those things where um you know, people people sometimes do know a lot better or oh, have made the mistakes. More. They've made the mistakes that that we are potentially on the road to making and so they want to help us avoid it. Um and, you know, part of it too is is when somebody tells you something and you could be wrong. I think naturally just our human nature is to kind of defend ourselves. Like, yeah. oh, I'm right, you know. Agreed. So but uh but yeah, so what do we got going on this okay, episode? So few things though, before we get to like the 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 basics or the other practical things. Listen, what do you think is the most difficult part of eBay? You're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Um, like out of everything you do, what was the thing that kind of yeah, scared you the most? 100% shipping. Okay, shipping, yeah. right? And so understand, we've all been down this road. You know, it's like, for instance, I just got back from my, my little road trip, mm-hmm. right? And well, my, not road trip, my airplane trip. And I had, you know, over 20 packages to pack. Now, had this been, and this was only, you know, over a few days, and it was with me changing handling time, and you know, I wasn't doing much, but things sold. Imagine if that was like your first day, you had like 20 items. Like, how would you feel? And they were all different, too. If, if I cannot imagine a universe where somebody's first day of selling no, I don't, on okay. eBay would okay, be 20 I'm sales. Little, okay, I'm throwing a crazy circumstance, but let's say it happened. Let's say for whatever reason you went on a listing rampage. Okay. For like a day or two. Actually, I know how that I know how that could happen. So you list 20 items in one day all on auction for 99 for way too low. There you go. And everything sells. Okay. So how would you feel? Yeah, I'd be Well, I think part of the not only would I feel overwhelmed with like how to pack it and um, you know, dealing with the shipping costs because I think part of it is even the listing. Like one of the things when it comes to to the shipping you have to consider shipping before you even, or as you're listing, right? Agreed. What are you going to charge for it? How much? What is the size dimensions? What's the weight of this going to be? And so I feel like you're you're going to be going through some of that ahead of time. But when it comes down to actually packaging it, making sure you have the boxes, making sure you have the filler material, uh, making sure you've got all of that in a row, and can you get to this, the, the UPS or the USPS store in time, right? I mean, in fact, you're helping me out right now, dropping off a couple packages because I'm gonna be out of town. That's true. You know, so it, there's there's a lot of things that come up with that. Yeah, I'd be, I think I'd be totally overwhelmed if you had 20 sales, first day, no experience. Because the beautiful thing about when I started um, just last year was it was like one sale here and there, and I made little mistakes like, okay, I should have packed this differently, or oh, I undercharged on this. So every sale I learned, I got a little bit better, got a little bit better, and so the stakes were much lower. Agreed. So that's what I want to share. Like I had, you know, all those packages packed. And even though, you know, I have a pretty streamlined and I knew exactly what I had to do, I still felt overwhelmed. Mm. It wasn't like I came into, I'm like, oh, easy, you know, I'll get this done. And actually some issues came up and I'll talk about that later on because they relate. Like not all shipping is simple. Like sometimes, well, we already covered that, but there's different circumstances that you're like, I, I don't know how to deal with. Like today, I just, I'll just share right now. I had one issue where somebody had uh, purchased, I think it was from a military base, and they needed custom forms. Well, they put the address wrong on eBay, right? And so then I'm like, hmm, sometimes I can work around it by going to pirate ship. Mm-hmm. 
But this time I couldn't because I needed custom forms, right? And so I'm kind of stuck. And so on this one, you know, it's weird because eBay tells you you can change. Have you ever seen that? Like, it gives you the, there's a little edit link on the address, but you, right. you can't really change the address. Right. Right? And so ultimately, I have to contact the buyer and say, hey, unfortunately, I'd love to ship this out to you, but there's a problem with the address. Uh, please let me know that it, you're good. I mean, either way, you're going to have to be, but if I can cancel the transaction and if you could repurchase it with the correct address and that's how you handle it, right? But had you been brand new, you would have been, you would have figured out different ways. Yeah. You may have even gone to the post office and just shipped it out. Just shipped it, yep. And then you would have lost all your seller protections. And what if you get lost? And what if you didn't upload tracking right. and all that? So anyways, that's what we want to help you with today is we want to get from point A to point B. Some things you might disagree on, right? There's team calculated shipping and there's team flat rate. Uh, there's others that are team free shipping. There's team charge everything shipping. There's some that are no returns. There are some that everything returns. And so we're going to be all over the place. And even Mike and I, I don't think we agree on all of this, do we? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm right and you're wrong. I'm no, trying I'm to get, I'm trying to convince right. Mike, but you know. I'm just lazy. No, no not lazy. You just, you, you have concerns. Well, and I have They're my, valid. I have my own, my own methods, right? And they work for me and I like them and, and you know, I don't see reasons to change. And we I, think, I think we call that stubborn. Did Okay, Mr. Poshmark. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going back to last pocket. We don't need to go there. I still have a little bit of time to all take right. care of that. All so, right. all right. Last thing, too. We want to, if you're listening to this podcast and it's like 2021, things may have changed. Right. So make sure, you know, our slogan is be real, be relevant, right? Be reselling. So make sure the information is relevant. Yeah. Don't listen to this in 2021 or 22 and go, those guys are totally off. Yeah. No, but please listen to this in 2022. That'd be cool. Like, go back and just, you know, give us a listen. Yeah, back when shipping was like $3 cheaper or God, something. You remember, like that. people will tell stories like, do you remember when there used to be a post office? Because then it's going to be drones flying everything around. Oh, who knows? Who knows, right? You know what, though? Are you, are you sure? Like, I remember when I, in the 90s, I used to watch a show called Beyond 2000. Oh, I thought you were going to say like the Jetsons. No, 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 no. This is no. Jetsons is way off. But Beyond 2000, they're like, and we'll have flying cars, right? And it was with this like British accent, which automatic get, automatically gives it authority. You know, mm -hmm. am I off on that? No, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah true. I, I feel like some, a sense of authority. All you UK listeners, you have authority. Just yeah. letting you know. Well, there's different. There's different uh, British accents though. They don't all true. have that same like academic like sound to it. No, I get okay, but this one did. Yeah, and they're talking about flying cars and how they're going to be here in the year two thousand and. You know, you're anticipating. I kind of feel like we're that we're in that right now. I think there's certain areas where it's like, okay, we're still a long ways off of, right? Like, okay, we're probably still a long ways off of like actual AI and a lot of things like that. But uh, I mean, things are moving so fast. I mean, we talked about it with Amazon, right? The way Amazon is is taking over and changing not just shipping, but changing the way people do commerce, right? So things things are changing quickly, and nobody really knows what that's going to look like. Even social media is changing things. These platforms, eBay is, has, has been changing and advancing and you got all these. So things are going to change. Who knows how much? But um, yeah, it, I can almost guarantee you uh, the specific practical information we're giving out today is not going to be relevant for super long, right? Which is why we uh, you know, got to stay relevant and keep producing. Agreed. So maybe we'll have Ship Tips Part 2, Part 4. Ship Tips 2020. 2020, something like that. So, all right. So let's get to the first thing here what should be free do you ship anything for free 
Mike? Um, this is a semantic issue because nothing ships for free. Somebody's okay. paying. Right. Okay, that's a great that's a great point. All right, so what should you ship that gives the appearance of it being free? You know, I've, I've, I'm still toying around and trying a lot of things like that. Um, I've moved a lot of things that I used to do for free over to charging shipping instead of, uh, of free. But right, So give me an example. Okay, so shoes is an example. Now, okay. I, I don't do the flat rate the way you do. I, I tend to do calculated shipping for, for those. Okay. Um, but I used to offer free shipping and just add the shipping, whatever I assumed the shipping was going to cost, into uh, the price of the item, right? Correct. So I kind of like, okay, the average is going to cost me like $8 to ship this. So I'm going to charge what I want to make plus $8 and put free shipping, hoping that that free shipping, because all I'm doing is shifting that dollar amount from the shipping category into the price of the item, mm -hmm. right? Agreed. And and putting free shipping in order to get that tag on, on YouTube. Or not YouTube, uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that tag on eBay. We ship, we we sell off of YouTube too. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. We should we should try and figure out a way to do that. I'm sure there's um, ways. But so I'm just shifting that that price over into a different category. But what I've noticed is, and and we used to use that as like leverage. So when somebody would message us and say like, "Hey," and they'd give us an offer, and we'd come back and we'd go up a little bit, and we say like, "We can't go that low. It's free shipping." We what we noticed specifically with those types of items like shoes and things like that that tag of free shipping wasn't enough for them when they were getting offers of like, well, it's free shipping, but why can't you go, you know, whereas now when we charge that $8 for shipping, somebody gives us an offer, we have feels like a little bit more wiggle room on the price because that that shipping is set, right? So we can, I don't know. So we've noticed that we've gotten more sales or at least been more willing to uh, barter with people by not having free shipping. Um, but part of me like deep down still thinks that having that free shipping tag, it's got to be a draw and a hook for people, right? Well, I think it's pretty clear, uh, you know, and I know this is this episode is going to be very eBay based, right? But it's, you know, because on Amazon, it's a given. Free shipping is it. It's prime, right? So if you're not doing FBA or if you don't have Merchant Fulfilled Prime, you're not going to have as many sales. Bottom line. Now, some may disagree. Maybe there's some Amazon sellers out there that sell a ton and they charge shipping, I don't know of many. So, but then again, I don't know a lot of people either, right? But on eBay, you know, eBay's been very clear. And they actually just had a, <laughs> I feel a bit terrible because they actually just wrote a vlog all about why we should do free shipping. I don't know if you saw it on our Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. But man, the comments that came through were like very, very opposed to free shipping. Right. Right. It kind of blew me away a little bit. I was a little shocked. Well, and part of it is this. So, OK, if you're shipping USPS flat rate, OK, but there's a lot of items you ship that don't fit in one of those boxes. Now, the reason calculated shipping works as opposed to free shipping is we've shipped stuff because a lot of times we, for, especially for bigger items, just have it automatically set for UPS. Right. So instead of going even through the post office. Yeah, and I'll talk to you about that too a little bit. All right. OK, do it. Um, <laughs> Remind me. So so we, we do that. Um, but one of the things that's that's tough is there are times where we get an item and we ship it and and it's a big heavy item and it ships for like ten or fifteen dollars and we're like wow that was awesome and there's other times where we got like a really light item and it's going to the boondock somewhere yeah. and they charge us forty dollars for an item that only costs twenty right to ship mm -hmm. and so if you don't do the calculated shipping if you do free shipping you have no idea where that's going okay right? so my rule of thumb since we're talking about this is. I will do all first class free, 
right? That's where I'm willing to lose. I think it's easier for me to put the price of shipping into the item when it's free shipping, right? Now, the change in first class shipping was crazy, right? It went to, I, I can't remember. I think the highest you'd pay is maybe, maybe the top tier of $3, maybe into the four, where now you can do some first classes like five bucks. That's huge, right? So there's two things you got to think about. You got to think about what you're sourcing. So if you are trying to sell $10 items and offering free first class shipping, you're at a loss. Like take out the 13% in fees, right? From eBay and PayPal. All right. So then you're, you know, you're down a, a, some money already, right? You're down, let's say $10, you're down $1.30, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get the $5, right? Shipping. So now it's $6.30. Then the cost of that goes, let's say you paid a dollar, you're down $7.30. So you're only making $2.70. Like that is terrible. So you got to think about that. Right. I think what you source and your margins matter a lot. So I would say if you're selling lower end items, I don't think you should sell lower end items. That's just our <laughs> perspective, right? Are you kind of there on on like, hey, your average sale price should be at a certain place? Yeah, I think I think there's uh there's numbers. And I think I think as we've talked a lot about building a pipeline. Yeah. I think when you're starting off, um, you're okay with making the five to ten dollar sales and trying to get that velocity, trying to get the the you know, the quick nickel going. Um, but as you go and you're building that pipeline, each item or the items that you're buying need to progressively be getting higher quality, right? Agreed. More, more ROI coming in. You're going to be willing to pay up for items that are going to give you higher return on investments because you've got that pipeline. You've got constant sales coming through to kind of keep that going. Uh, so when you're first starting out, I could see doing that because, Hey, if you're only selling five, six items a week, you know, making five to ten dollars an item it's not going to help you stay home or or it's not going to help you buy a, a you know tesla as long as you're a, <laughs> as long as you're a one or two person operation right right if you're a huge operation right and you're importing from china minus the tariffs or you know from alibaba and you're selling stuff for cheap and you're selling thousands at a time right. then you know we know i know some people that do that model and it works mm -hmm. for them but i'm talking about if it's just like the way mike and i do it yeah. It's really hard to build that pipeline with lower end items. So yeah, so I think for you, like imagine going back to your first few weeks of selling, you probably would have been okay going out into your workspace and shipping an item where you made ten dollars. Agreed. But I to still do, do that sometimes, but but, yeah. but if you were to do that now on every like if majority of your items were only making you five or ten dollars, you might be like, this isn't worth my time coming out oh, here and packing brutal. and taking yeah. the pictures. But when you're first starting out, it's it's you know. You're level one, right? You, you got to build up. You got to get the experience. You got to build that pipeline. Um, so, but that's what we're saying about shipping, right? So, if you're gonna do free shipping, there has to be enough money to be made, right? So you, it, it's we can't separate the two. We can't just say, hey, source lower end items and offer free shipping. Like it's not gonna work. You're gonna have to source items that are gonna make you a little more money if you're gonna offer that free shipping. Now, I have changed. On my free shipping, I do charge on some first class items, right? So anything that's going to cost me more than $4 for a class, first class, I will charge them just because I've seen it eat too much. So for instance, hats, right? I'll buy a hat for 10 cents. I might flip it for 15 to 20. But man, if I offer full free shipping, I'm going to lose a lot, yeah. right? I'd rather charge the $4. Now, I don't do it on hats. because are super light. I'll do it like on, let's say, belt buckles, right? Uh, some other things that I might do it on is, you know, um, maybe... I. Sometimes there's like heavier clothing items. So today I sold a Harley shirt that had metal buttons and that shirt weighed right at 16 ounces, right? So I ended up having to ship that padded priority, 
which cost me, you know, $2 more. I wish I had built a $4 shipping into it. So we're not saying, you know, that free shipping is the only way. And we're not saying it's, you know, you're, you're not going to do well if you do charge shipping. We're saying is that, hey, eBay strongly encourages it. And I see their point, And I totally agree that it will get you other uh, higher in the algorithm. But if it's going to, you know, cut into your business and you're not seeing a slowdown in sales if you charge shipping, then charge shipping. Yeah, I think I think the area where as a reseller, you'd be better off with the free shipping or be able to follow the eBay model like more like gung ho would be if eBay was able to provide a greater discount for their for their people selling. So like I agree, um, especially with the rates that, that went up last year. Right. So like Poshmark, for instance, and, and I know we talk about them all the time, but for whatever however they were able to get that deal with the post office where anything under five pounds ships for whatever it's six dollars. That's incredible, right? If if eBay I think they're losing money. You think so? I think they're trying to build I, a, I maybe, think they're trying to build and hence they're willing to take those deficits to get bigger. It's possible, but it's that's just a hypothesis. It, I have no evidence to prove any of that. It's definitely possible, but I mean, for instance, I've got a friend who works at a company and they they ship a lot of stuff and um their their the prices that they're able to ship items for because they're a big corporation and they like literally UPS, FedEx, the a couple of other like, you know, smaller third-party companies bid for that company, right? Like we want to be the sole person shipping for your company. And so there's like a battle, a war going on where like UPS is like, we'll offer it to you for this price. And then FedEx comes back and like, we'll ship yours okay. for this price. So because it's such a big client, those companies, the, the, and that's what Amazon, that's why Amazon is able to ship so much for so cheap is because if you're whatever company that's got the contract with Amazon, if you lose Amazon, you're losing 50% of your business, right? Mm-hmm. So you're willing to cut them a huge deal. So if eBay could find a way to like make a contract and say like, look, we're, we already shipped through USPS. We offer a little bit of a discount there. But let's say we go through FedEx and we're going to say every item that goes through eBay, if you use FedEx or whatever the company is, you get basically 50% off. Yeah, And, and they do offer a discount. I mean, that's one thing, you guys. If, if you're brand new, print your label off of eBay yeah. and understand when you're a top rated seller, you get far more discounts on shipping. So it does matter to have that TRS. Yeah, it'd be nice though if you could get it more, right? Like, I, yeah, I think that's, that's what we're saying. So but, if eBay just say like, small please steps. give us free shipping, like the the best way would be like, hey, let's make it so that it's it's easier for the average seller, the person the the person who's starting out to offer free shipping. Like, yeah. how do we get that Agreed. discount there? Agreed. I, the only reason I said all that is I want to make sure people understand. Like a lot of people go, oh, top rated seller doesn't matter. The discounts matter. Yeah. And in the long term, have you noticed that yep. since no, you were top rated, yep. right? You get a greater percentage, mm-hmm. and uh, and it really helps when you get into like the FedEx range or the heavier items. So, so that's our thoughts on free shipping. Okay, so another reason you should offer free shipping. I don't know if you've experienced is if you have an item, right, and all the sold have free shipping, and all the listed have pretty much free shipping. You kind of don't have that choice, yep. right? Because you're not going to end up selling your item. There's going to be way too much competition and it's going to hurt. Like, you know, I've seen some items that, you know, they're like a hundred dollars free shipping. I'm like, Ooh, like, you know, usually if an item's a hundred dollars outside of clothing or shoes, it's probably a heavy item. Right. Right. So that's the other reason we would say, Hey, free shipping is probably in your best interest to keep yourself competitive. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's, that's one of the reasons why you can't sell certain items. Like I go to the store all the time, especially when I'm trying to do like retail arbitrage. And I find items that it's like, wow, this is a really 
good price for this item. But then I go on to eBay and it's selling for, you know, a, a quite a bit more than that price. But with free shipping, it's like, there's no way. Like I would break even on this. If I were to buy a hundred of these items and sell them all, I'd break even on every single one of them because the ones that are selling are offering free shipping. So that's that's another reason too. So like you have to be able to, if you can't compete with the shipping, um, you might not even be able to source that item. Agreed. Right? So you've got to look at your competition. If they're offering free shipping, either you have to offer it or you've got to get out of that market. And there's also, there's one more thing. We talked about this in Q4 now that you brought that up. Remember we had talked about how certain sellers will sell certain items cheaper than everybody else mm-hmm. and offer free shipping to eventually be like the top person yep. on the search. That's another. So for an example, right now, I have a couple items that I did pick them up for cheap. I picked them up for 67 cents a piece. I'm only selling them for about, I think, like 10 bucks a piece, but I'm offering free shipping. My goal is that I sell so many of those that I am the person selling that yep. item. Right. See, I do sell cheap items. And, and it puts you up at the top. Yeah. If you can buy, if you can buy a hundred or sell a hundred dingle hoppers, right? <laughs> and you sell, you sell the first 20 of them where you're breaking even. And then the rest of them, then you start raising your price. Then when people look, you're the one that's like already sold 23, only 47 left, or whatever it is, right? And so people are more willing to buy from you because they're gonna assume, because I do that when I'm when I'm buying an item, even if there's a seller who's cheaper, I'll often buy, unless it's a big difference from the person it's like, well, this person got good reviews. They've sold a ton of these items. They're trustworthy, right? There's something in your mind that thinks like trustworthy. No, I agree. Because if they've sold already, whatever, a hundred or something. And then if you check their feedback and their feedback is legit, you're like, I'd rather buy from this person. Or if it's just somebody with just one of them, uh, you don't you never know. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's true. All right. So we kind of talked about when you, you should charge. So for me, anything above first class, I charge. Like I, it's hard. Like you, you talking about doing free, did you do free priority? Um, yep, yep. I did some free priority. Was that tough? It was, but see, I would just in my mind, like, okay, so if an item was selling for twenty dollars and then the shipping was gonna be ten, I would just do thirty dollars with free shipping in my mind. If that's if that's what all of them are selling for, it's just I don't know, it's like a mind game at that point. So I would still offer free shipping, but the customer just looks at mine and the competition and they both cost thirty dollars. Mine just has free shipping. The other person is $20 with $10 shipping. It, it, it evens out. So okay. I did it, but it, it was a higher price tag. It looked like a higher price tag. It just was free shipping. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, this is just the way I do it. Whether it be, you know, shoes, whether it be, you know, backpacks, whether it be, you know, some hard goods that I, I figured out I can fit into a flattery, whatever it is, I will always charge shipping. Just because it's really, especially since we we do all good till canceled with best offer, it's a lot easier when you're when you're bartering back and forth, right? Right, because then you and you know you get that message sometimes like I'll do this with free shipping, right? And make sure you understand if you are charging shipping and somebody offers you something, they're asking for free shipping. You don't have to agree to that, or even let's say they offer it to you and they wrote it and you miss and you hit accept. There's nothing wrong in, in letting know the, the person know that you charge shipping. And if they want to cancel, they can cancel because they agreed to the terms of shipping. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, when they make the offer, the note doesn't. And I just had one of those recently, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I sold some some blank VCR tapes. And um, the person, we, we missed it. They said, we'll do it for this price with free shipping. And we didn't uh, see that yeah. note. And so we hit accept. And then they responded back so rude. Take the shipping off immediately. And they like 
basically cussed us off and was really? like, "Sorry, we'll go or ahead and cancel. Dates? We missed, we missed, uh, misread the the note. Uh, we'll go ahead and refund you, right?" Like, yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, but yeah, so um, just offer the refund if you don't want to agree to their new terms. Yeah, and you're good. Here, here's the thing. So understand, you know, when it's free shipping, as long as you ship on time, right, you should be good. Like any negative review that's given to you about, you know, the shipping time or that the shipping, my experience has been usually, and, and if you disagree and you see something else happening, you please listen on the comments. eBay will side with you, right? Because you offered the free shipping, you followed the guidelines, right? Even if they, <laughs> I've had some people, I've, I've had actually, uh, some people DM us and I've experienced this where people complained that the shipping took too long, even though it was within the time frame and it was free. Right. So eBay will back you. Now, if you charge shipping, let's say you charge some kind of, you know, flat rate, you know, and they say chip- shipping was too expensive. You're still good because you put it out there. So let me give a little hack, though. When, so are you, you're not team flat rate. You're team calculated shipping, aren't you? Like most of your stuff is calculated. No. No? You do a lot of flat rate? Here, you really want to know how I do my shipping? I know how you do your shipping. Well, no, no. But, but here's, here's how I do my pricing on my okay, shipping. Okay, okay. I do averages of what I think items are going to cost to ship. Okay, okay. But I make it look like it's, it's calculated shipping. So if I think, I, I could, if I could typically ship shoes for $7, I'll do like $8.49 for my shipping. Or $8.43. Uh, okay, okay. So it looks like, like they're getting calculated <laughs> shipping. Throwing that random last number. Yeah, right. So it doesn't look like... So I do that, and then um, so sometimes I, I sneaky I'm, there. Sometimes I make a little. Sometimes I lose a little on shipping, but it averages out. Uh, and I do that because um, yeah, then it just looks to the to the buyers if it's calculated shipping, and then I, I feel like it looks a little better than like you know just seven ninety nine because then that looks like that's my price as opposed okay, to I get it. I'm only charging you what what they're charging you. Right? Okay, interesting. Okay, no, that, that is very interesting. Hey, but, but Mind I, games. But, here, but here's my hack. So back in the day, I used to put everything. So we haven't talked about this. Where do you set up your shipping? Do you do it under business policies? No. Okay, you should. I've heard people say that. It seems like a lot of work. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain it right now. We don't need, we don't even need a screen share to do this. Okay. Okay. This is, this is how simple it is. All right. So I am I talking into the cone here, Mike? There you go. Mike, Mike uh, gave me a little speech before to stay close to the mic when I'm speaking. So I'm, I'm hoping this works right now. Especially when you're on your computer because otherwise it's like... All right. So, you come back so this is the way you do it. Okay. You go to eBay. Okay. You go to... You're, 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 you're already logged in. You're into your account. You did your two-step verification, right? Because you want to keep your account safe. Then you click on My eBay. Then after you click on My eBay, you're going to have, it's going to say my eBay summary and it's going to have like your feedback and under it, it's going to have activity, messages, account. Then you're going to click on account. Okay, so first screen is the initial screen after you log in on the top right. It'll say my eBay. You'll click on my eBay. Then you'll go to the next screen and then it's going to have your three options, activity, messages, account. You're going to click on account. Then on the left, you are going to click on business policies. Okay, then there's going to be all these policies that show up. It's going to have a policy about payment, about return, about shipping. Then you click on shipping. You don't have to click on shipping, but you can. And then it'll show you all the different policies. So the reason I share this with you is twofold. One, it makes it a lot easier when you're making a listing. When you're putting stuff down, you just choose which one you want. Right? So for instance, if it's calculated for me, I do a lot of 
FedEx for the big items. I call it FedEx ground and I just pick FedEx ground and I just put my measurements and I'm done. I don't have to do anything else. Or if it's a free first class free, I just go to first class free. I choose that one. You know, I don't even have to put dimensions really. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes I have like for shirts, I have dimensions 24 by 18 by 18, 10 pounds. It doesn't matter because it's first class free. Okay. The second reason I do that is when you are traveling, like you're traveling, right, Mike? So what all you have to do is you go to edit on your business policy after you create the policy. So you have to create the policy. And then there'll be a little thing that says handling time. And you just change the handling time and that's it. Right. So I have about 10 shipping business policies. And so anytime I travel, depending on how long I travel, I change the handling time. It's a lot easier because if you don't do it this way, you may have a huge, I don't know what you have, Mike, but you may have a huge mess of like 50 different shipping options. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I did find a way for changing um, the the handling time just in bulk on all your items. You just like click all of your items, change handling time. You know what? It's interesting. I used to be able to do that. And then once the policy showed up, I couldn't do it anymore. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Let us know in the comments below. I'm interested because for me is I used to be able to do it in bulk editing. And I actually called eBay about it. And they're like, huh, you can't do that anymore? And I'm like, no. So what I had to do is I ended up having a, I spent probably, and I shared this a few podcasts ago, I spent probably five hours cleaning everything up. And I got it down to 10 policies. So go to your business policy, set it up. So I, for instance. Now, now this, this is me being totally um, real here. Okay. Given some, given some down and dirty. On how I ship. So do you, when you got, let's say, a big item, do you figure out exactly what the dimensions of the box are going to be before you list it? Like, how do you know? If it's a bigger item, yeah. And you pack it up and... I don't pack wait. it up. I mean, because I have just like a whole bunch of boxes and I just like, when a big item sells, I just look for a box that fits and sometimes it's... So I don't know the dimensions until... So I have certain things. So for instance, I know for clothing, it's going to go first class, 12, 10, 4, and it's, you know, first class free, right? If it's a pair of, let's say, Nike shoes in a box, it's going to go in a 16 by 12 by 8 eBay box, and it's probably going to weigh like three pounds, right? But I usually, I charge, and I'll, I'll share this in a little bit, but I charge priority. Uh, and let's say it's a Department 56 item, right? Like, we're still staring at your hall here, by the way. Are you going to list those eventually? Yep. Okay. <laughs> when you get back? Yeah. I'll just give you a hard time. So awesome. Did you get listing on the other ones? Nope. <laughs> have you counted how many pieces you have? Nope. Wow. Okay. It's going to be a surprise how many pieces I have when I do the listings. I'm going to come in one day and just list so them So if all. you have no idea Boom. what we're talking about, last episode, Hustle of the Week, Mike had a huge apartment 56 hall. So anyways, I'm staring at them. So I would look at those boxes, right? And I would, I would make sure I weigh the boxes because I, I've done it with department 56 where I either didn't weigh it or I put the wrong dimensions and it cost me money. Like if it's something that's not your everyday, like a shoebox or like a pair of shoes or a shirt or a belt buckle or a tie, you know, like ties for me are always six ounces, right? Hats are generally, you know, for me, eight to 14 ounces, right? But if it's something like the Parliament 56, yes, I definitely, I'm not saying pack what it about, up. What about dimensions? Like you won't know the dimensions of a lot of those boxes. Yeah, I usually would give it like two or three inches extra on top of that. Okay. Right. And if it's a heavier item, let's say it's more than 10 pounds. And I've heard other resellers do say this. I usually charge handling like a dollar a pound 
or I'll charge a flat fee, just a flat fee, a dollar. Excuse me. I'll charge a flat fee, a dollar a pound. So let's say something's like 30 pounds. Like I won't, you can charge just a flat fee. So I'll just charge 30 bucks. And that's it. For the shipping? Yeah. If it's 30, if it's 30 pounds, I'll just charge $30. If it's 50 pounds, I'll just charge $50. And most of the time you end up doing okay. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, people like, they don't like surprises, right? So if they know already, this is exactly what it's going to be. Because the worst is sometimes you'll get a buyer and they're all about it. And then they put in the numbers and it's like some astronomical number. And then they message me like and go, Orlando, it showed me this number. They don't say Orlando, by the way. They don't know my name. But, you know, some people have alter egos on eBay. Like they don't use their first name. They don't use their real names. Really? I thought that was interesting. Hey, man. Let us know internet. if that's you. It's the internet. You can be whoever you want to be. Have your own eBay avatar. That's right. So. It's like the Sims. <laughs> have another Sims. life in the eBay. In the eBay. In the eBay. So that that's the way some people do it. I've done that before, too, where I've had an item that was like 100 pounds. I just charge $100 flat fee. Just because it ended up costing me like 90 bucks. It's just safe. Nice. So, okay, this is what I did. Going back to my hack. So I used to say, you know, this will be sent in a medium flat rate box. This would be sent in a large flat rate box. And I would just put the exact number of what that would cost, right? So right now, you know, I think uh, medium flat rate is like $12.33. I don't do that anymore. In my shipping policies, I put it as just priority. And I, I'll charge $12.49 or whatever that is. The reason being is sometimes you may get an item, let's, let's say shoes. If a pair of shoes sells in California... I can ship it in a 12 by 6 by 6 box and make money on the shipping. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So then the person doesn't write me up and go, hey, you were supposed to send this in a medium flat rate box and I got it in this box. Like, I want a refund. You get, does that make sense? Have you ever had that? I, I have had people go, this was way back. Like, hey, shipping's in California, so are you going to refund me some money on the shipping? Really? Yes. And because there's been times where I've like, I've set like, the post office or USPS as like the, 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 the thing. And then I realized it'd be cheaper for me to ship through somebody else. And I just ship through somebody else as long as it gets to them the same amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that all right? Yeah. I, here's the thing. Do you feel this is, and this is an ROI question. Is your ROI, is the money more important? Is you making somebody's day more important? Well, what, like, have you ever got a box and been like, this came through the, FedEx that it was supposed to come through UPS. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, I see. Okay. Great question. I'm going to give a hack, but I'm not telling people to do it. I'm just sharing. It's like me and you are alone at Starbucks just having a conversation at a table. So nobody's listening. All right. I'll talk. Okay. So sometimes I'll get those items. Like, let's say I've had department 56 before and it was within California or let's say it was like to Texas from California. So priority was going to cost me, I miscalculated, priority was going to cost me like 40, let's say $50. But if I did FedEx home delivery, it was going to cost me $30. FedEx home delivery is 40 shipping. Priority is three day shipping. Now, mo most people, might, as my experience, don't really care about that extra day. They really don't. And usually eBay's kind of like when this will arrive is usually like a day, day more, right? Right. So I'll do that sometimes. So no one's hearing us right now, but I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you tracking with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do that all the time. Yeah. But I, I haven't heard a peep. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had. That's what I was saying. Like, I've never had anybody complain that it's come in the wrong box. Like, this was. Now, I have had 
where I've marked something. So we're not recommending you do that. This is just conversation between Mike and I. Yeah. Now I have had where, what is it? Okay. So if it goes to a PO box, it has to go USPS, right? I think so. So yeah. I've, I've marked things USPS real like mistakenly i should have marked it as ups because or fedex is a bigger item yeah and then as soon as the sale goes through and i realize it's going to a po box i have to switch over to or i have to keep it usps i can't use yeah that's where it's like oh well usually usually it's a win if you go from fedex priority because it'll get there faster so most people won't care but it just cost me no i get i get it but what i'm saying is you know between just you and me and the microphones here is that I've saved a lot of money and, and I've had those moments where I'm like, well, and you know what? I'd rather get dinged on a late shipment than lose out on 20 to $30. Well, and another option to kind of comp like to, to offset say, that. Not, we're not telling anyone to do no, this. No, don't do that. But a way to offset that if I were to do that would be. Um, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. Now, if you, you get the fast and free, if you've got one day handling and you're free shipping, but if you're not free shipping and you set it to two day handling and you do it in one day, Right, it ends up being the same. Correct. So instead of it getting there in three days with two days handling time, it gets there in four days with one day handling time. It gets to the house at the same time. Correct. So it, it's fine. But it, but it's your TRS, your top rated seller that you want to make sure you keep the one day handling. Oh, does that impact that? Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. So you have to have at least one day handling to be a top rated on seller. every item. On pretty much most of them, or to have that top rated plus like sign on there. Gotcha. That makes sense. So. So anyways, I'm glad, but that's a hack. I mean, so the two hacks were one priority. Don't list exactly how you're going to ship it because, you know, it may be you charge $11.99 priority shipping. You may be able to ship it. Like today I had three items I was able to ship out for $8 and I didn't have to put them in a flat rate box. I saved $3 on each of them. That was nine bucks. Right. But if I put meat in flat rate and the person, whatever, you may get that buyer that will go like, hey, where's my other $3? Right. The other way is, you know, like we discussed without recommending to anyone is like, Hey, if you can do that four day and save yourself 20 bucks for that extra day, it might be worth it to you. just Mike to do it. Gotcha. So, um, <laughs> so, so here's the thing though, too, is you got to make sure that when you're listing things, when you're charging to is that you got to look at what everybody else is doing, especially during Q4. Right, because if everybody's doing expedited and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna do ground shipping," you're gonna lose. I'm telling you, I had some, I had a few overnight sales, and the only reason I beat out other people is because I had overnight overnight options. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, so do you want to share anything, any other uh, things that you've done? No, I I don't, but I do want to say this. So I I don't think anything there is bad, but I do think that. Just shipping in general, um, and I know there's other resellers out there who are like me, the the packing, and you talked a little bit about like coming home to 20 items yeah. on how that can feel. Um, I, I tell you, there's days when I... Well, it was because it was all kinds of random items. Yeah. It wasn't like one item. That yeah. was super like, easy stuff. Like I have a Furby, so I have to pack. Nice. Not any fingerlings? No, no, finger, no, no fingerlings. <laughs> They're still listed. One day. One day they'll sell. They're going to be vintage in like 20 years, and then you can... Oh, you remember those? They're going to be like page 1 million one on the eBay search. Yes. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Um, 
But anyways, there's days where I'm like, I hope nothing sells today. I hope nothing sells today because I just don't want to deal with the shipping, right? Like I don't want to deal like I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't want to go home after a long day's work and deal with pulling an item out of wherever it's hidden and packing it and printing the label and the whole process. There's definitely times where I don't want to do that. Um, even taking pictures and listing items can feel like that for me at mm-hmm. times. Uh, but my quote of the week this week oh, that's is a really simple to. one. Okay. Yeah, this is this one is super simple, but I, I think it's good. And it, it applies to every aspect of life. And this is probably one of the most obvious statements a person could ever make. But it is probably also one of the most profound. If you want to have a better life, if you want to have uh, be a better person, if you want to have the success, what are, fill in the blank, right? It's It's simple. You have to do two things. Stop doing the things that you know you shouldn't do and start doing the things you know you should do. All right. And like I heard somebody say, and it's like so like, but think about your own life. Like how many times when you come home, you know, like, okay, I should list five more items, but instead you, I don't know, do the things that you probably shouldn't do that don't make you a better person. And in the long run, you're not happier about yourself. And it's like, we all know what those things are. Like we all could like easily say like, if I were to be my best self today, I would do these things and I wouldn't do these things, right? I would stop these bad habits and I would do these good habits. And so the, the, the most basic advice, but also really profound is stop doing those things you know you shouldn't do and start doing the things like probably get better at shipping and well, you know uh, what? actually There's do the shipping. There's such truth to that because it's like anything. It's 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 same concept we talked about several podcasts ago. Eat that frog. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I find myself. So I I'm very much like I hate saying this. I'm not as disciplined as Mike. Right. So I'm kind of like, whatever, let's go with the flow, you know, and and I'm willing to like drop whatever to go have fun. Not saying it's the best way to do things, but what ends up happening, man, I feel like we're in a self-help podcast right now. Hey, man, this is part of hustling. But, But what ends up happening is. I get in these modes where I'm not like depressed, but I'm like, eh, whatever, like, and I never get anything done. But I tell you that moment, I take care of a few action steps, right? So I'll give you an example. This past week, I had to do the stupid, stupid, I'm just going to say stupid pesticide training with Amazon. And it's because I had some shirts that had like odor free, whatever, like some hunting stuff. And, and I felt literally like I was at a job again. I spent two hours watching these stupid videos. Wow, I'm so negative. <laughs> watching these videos I really didn't like and having to answer these questions. I had to, and I had to pay attention because you had to have a certain passing rate. And, you know, it was really bothering me. But you know what? When I finished it, I was like, huh, I feel better. Right? I got out of the way. Yeah, it was three in the morning, but I got out of the way, right? I, you know, I had to send out a few emails. I had to t- do some listings, but you're right. Like, it definitely, I don't know if it was an endorphin rush, but it definitely got me motivated to do more. But it's so easy to spend time doing the things that we know only like temporarily make you happier, right? Like you're pretty good at like watching Netflix and listing, right? Like yeah, true. You, you, me, not so much. Like I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, man, I veg out and I'm just like a zombie for, I'll binge watch a show. And then I realize, and it's okay occasionally to do that, but it's not just like one day. It's like then the next day, and then my diet gets really bad because it's like, well, I'm just laying on the couch and I'm eating and I'm watching TV because I'm bored. And then the next day, it's like, well, now I haven't gone to the gym in two days. Now I'm just watching TV. Like you start, it's so easy to just build negative habits and do the things you know, like you go to sleep and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done any of that stuff. And the next day you do it again. But if you just stop those things, just like, you know, like, you know what those things are. 
And then what's the list? Like write down, like what are the things I should do today to be the best reseller I could be, to be the best parent I could be, to be the best spouse I could be, whatever it is, right? And just do those things. And it doesn't give you the same typically immediate gratification. But like you said, when you're done, you're like, I feel better about myself. And I can do more. Yeah. I can do more. So, hey, before we move on, we drop tips all the time about shipping, how to save money, and so on on Instagram. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance, follow us on Pure Russell Podcast on Instagram. That's our handle, Pure Russell Podcast. On Twitter, we are Pure Russell Cast. On Facebook, we are Pure Russell Podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, hey, jump on over real quick to the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button because every once in a while we drop up. some videos. We have some projects we'll be working on in the future. And if you haven't had a chance, we would love for you to write a review on our podcast, you know, because every once in a while we get those eh, reviews and then we get those awesome reviews. And the more reviews there are, the more positive ones there are, the more we can share what we do. We will never charge you for a course. We will never try to, you know, upsell you on anything. We may be selling some shirts once we get to, to 10K on IG. Yeah. But, you know, that's just not our thing. So not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, there are some great courses out there to purchase, but it's just not what we do. And also, if you ever want to get a hold of us, we are Pierce Podcast at gmail.com and you can give us a call 619-738-1170 that's 619-738-1170 and last of all hey if you ever want to say thank you in a monetary way by the way we've had some donations the last few weeks and we are so thankful so thank you to you guys that have just helped us out you know in the end our goal is to be able to do more and produce more content and share more and we have some th big things coming in the near future so if you ever want to say thank you in a monetary way, our link, our PayPal link is below and we'd be extremely grateful. And thank you again to those of you that have helped us out so far. Yeah, good stuff. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, Orlando. Um, it's nice that you do uh, the, the that kind of like mid-roll, like, hey, you know, give us a listen, check out our Instagram uh, quickly so it doesn't last forever. But man, you're almost like an auctioneer. Like you can really <laughs> well, just get just it out there. I just want to fight through it though, because I want to get to the content. It's you like know? it's like the uh, the small print, you know, where it's like <laughs> right. I was, and then the commercial three point seven percent interest. Void were prohibited. Yep. There we go. A, so, all nailed right. it. So let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about avoiding problems. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk actually this is kind of the same thing. Let's talk about this these two things that just came up, you know, have you heard of the latest two things? We talked about them last podcast. Two things. One of them we talked about. Remember oh, how the change in the, the, the dimensional the weight. Weights? Yep. Dimensional okay. weight. So pirate ship came out with an official. Oh, official they've got a response, huh? So let me, let me share it to you. Let me share it to you. So in case you're wondering what we're talking about on June 23rd. Okay. Uh, what's happening is, is that, all all items okay that are non-flat rate priority okay they are now going to be charged dimensional weight meaning that for instance fedex ups and uh fedex ups and usps all have like a number that you do math with and if you have wanted no more you can go to the ebay community forum seller news or you can check our last podcast yeah, i don't listen to like the most complicated like i think you solved like the theory of relativity with that math equation there <laughs> I just didn't want to go too much into it, but uh, I just, if, if you want to know exactly what we're talking about, just go back to our last podcast. It's or... basically quantum physics. <laughs> okay. Now, Bjorn from Pirate Ship got back to me and they said, did it start with "arg"? No, actually at the end they go, happy shipping. <laughs> happy shipping, matey. Arg. Captain Bjorn, Pirate Ship. That's fantastic. All right. So, Genius. 
if you haven't read this, let me just share this real quick. So what we're talking about is that there's going to be a change. So if you use bigger packages that weigh less and take up more space, you're going to be charged more because now all these companies, including the post office, are looking at the dimensions and how much it takes up in a truck or whatever they're going. Okay. So what they said, okay, I noticed you some, they're talking to me directly. I felt so special. I noticed you sometimes ship packages that are larger than one cubic foot. So I wanted to make sure you know USPS is changing how they calculate dimensional weight on June 23rd. All right, so they share all the information that we shared before. They basically said, uh, in general, this, this means it's more important than ever to use as small of a package as possible so you don't end up paying for empty space, okay? They said, keep in mind that if you can make your box or envelope smaller than half a cubic foot, you get huge discounts of Pirate Mail cubic shipping, which Pirate Ship automatically offers whenever it's cheapest. All right, box cutters, resizers, right? Yeah. So, but you get what they're saying. Like it has, they're saying you want to keep these deals. The total has to be half a cubic foot. Now you're wondering, like, how do I figure that out, right? Like I'm not a math whiz, right? But it's really easy. If you just go to Google and you Google Pirate Ship. Okay, you already know how to get to pirateship.com and you put cubic calculator. Okay, I mean, I'm just trying to show an easy way. And then you click on the first link, it'll take you scroll a little bit down, it'll take you to a calculator. And then you put the dimensions of the box and it'll tell you if it fits. So, for instance, one of my famous boxes for, that eBay sells on their shipping supplies that I like is the 10 by 8 by 6. So, if I do the 10 by 8 by 6 box, I enter those dimensions into the priority mail cubic calculator that Pirate Ship provides. By the way, we're not sponsored by Pirate Ship, at least not yet. So we tried one time, didn't we? Yeah, we, we sent them an email. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this one, the cubic volume for this was 0.278. So less than half a cubic foot. So our package qualified for cubic tier three, right? So our package could be larger and stay in the same pricing tier. So is this making sense to you? Yeah. So... But weight then becomes a thing too, though, right? Weight, but only if it's like super heavy. Okay. Right? We're talking about lighter packages. You got to make sure they stay in smaller boxes. That's the big thing. Right? Right? Because back in the day, for instance, I would sell like a plush and I would put it like in some massive box. Right? So I didn't have to do all this like scrunching because I could ship it for pretty cheap. Right? Now, I'm going to have to do the scrunch or shove it into a pad like I used to back in the day. Like, it's going to change the way you ship. Yeah, I almost feel like UPS, FedEx, post office should all go to uniform size boxes for everything and then just charge for box and not by weight because it seems like everything would fit in their truck better than, like, random size boxes that don't, like, you know? True, but there's some... I'm looking at, like, some of your Department 56 stuff, and I'm like, that'd be pretty tough. You'd have to have a bunch of uniform boxes. It's true. You know what I'm saying? But let there be empty space, you know? Like, <laughs> but that's big what, ones. But that's what they're trying to avoid is the empty know. space. So, all right. So, with that being said, the hey. The drones will fix that. <laughs> the drones. So, just be aware of that. Okay? So, that's a one way to avoid problems. I know a lot of people are concerned okay, about that, but I, I gave you what Pirate Ship said. That's one way. Make sure that, you know, either your stuff, if it's too heavy, you should probably go flat rate. That's my guess. If you can. Right. If it's too heavy for priority, then you go FedEx ground or you go UPS. Now, I did want to share something like that about that. Do you ever 
just pick UPS as your option on in the um, on eBay. Yep, okay. it's an option on most of my items. All right. So, have you ever tried to do non UPS after you did that? What do you mean? Like, you put UPS as the way it's going to ship, and then you're like, "Huh, I wonder if I could sell it. I, I wonder if I could ship it for less on FedEx." Have you tried to switch over? I I haven't really looked over at FedEx. Uh-uh. Okay, you can't. Once you once you pick UPS, you can't. Hmm. I don't know why. It's just the way eBay has it set up. So I've had this experience lately where I've done UPS and then I'm like, I wonder if it's cheaper on FedEx. Can't do it. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, you can't even do it for a post office either. Once you click UPS, you can't print up a, a, a USPS. Yeah, you can only do you can UPS. Only UPS. Yep. Now, here's Orlando's hack on that. And you probably know this. Okay, some of you that are experienced know this, but if you don't, here's here's what I do. What I do is I never pick UPS anymore. I pick either FedEx or post office. But there's a hack around that. You can get shipping from PayPal with the discount on UPS. Hmm. Right? So the way you do that, so let me, let me, you go on your computer, right? And I want to make sure I got this right when I show you guys. Again, we go to our friend Google. And if you go, you know, you go UPS, PayPal, shipping. Right, it should take you uh, to a link, and sometime. And now I don't know; it didn't take you. To, if you go, just sorry. Are we gonna edit this? This no. is not. This is not going well. All right, so because I already have it like bookmarked, so I can't remember. Okay, if you go to the PayPal shipping center, if you go to PayPal shipping center, you can log in, and then after you log in, you can actually get shipping labels from PayPal directly from PayPal. And what happens is you can actually use this on non-eBay stuff. Like if you have like, say Mike's in Florida and he wants to send me a birthday present, he can do this through PayPal. Just letting you know. So, you know, you're out there sometime in July. Like, I'm here for you. You can ship. So what are you turning, 30? I don't, I wish. We 40. 40. You know, it's funny. We had a conversation last week and I don't know how it came up. And Mike said he's turning 30. And I'm like, what? I'm a decade older than you. A decade. Yeah, they say you're supposed to have friends that are like, you know, older than you and then friends that are your age and then friends that are younger. That way, like, you have, like, constant flow of knowledge moving in every direction. And, and you know, you, you are that wise mentor in my life that, that guides me and directs me. Anyway, so you go to the PayPal shipping center and then eventually you'll go to a shipping page. So for whatever reason right now, Right. It's not the Internet's not working with me, but it'll take you there. And then what you can do is when you go there, you can choose UPS or USPS. Right. So and it'll give you the discount, too. So this last week I had something where it was going to cost too much for me to do it through UPS. I don't know why it just ended up costing more. So I'm like, huh, that's interesting. I don't I'm not a fan of that. So what I ended up doing is. I got out of there. I went to the PayPal shipping center. And what happened when I went to the PayPal shipping center is I put in, you know, I logged in, I put in my info and I checked the UPS shipping and sure enough, it was cheaper. And I can't explain it, but that's what happened. So that's just one hack. So right now I'm at, it'll just tell you ship to address. Just make sure you copy paste the address from your eBay, you know, what's sold and you put it over and you put your info and then it'll give you that option. So just something to think about. I know it's kind of complicated. Just it's one of those things where a lot of the info we give you, you're just going to have to work through. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Do you get what you're supposed to do? Yep. I get it. Can you explain to me? I yeah, feel like go, we're in go class. To, go to PayPal. Go to PayPal and ship through PayPal. There you go. Okay. That's it. I just don't. So again. It's not that complicated. I know, Orlando. but you know what? I just, I feel like I butchered the explanation. So. Our listeners are are, are very. Oh, no. We have very capable individuals. We have, we have brilliant. We, I'm telling you, we got some of the best listeners out there. We really do. Uh, and uh, I just get concerned that I just made it worse by saying more. So I'm going to be quiet now. There you go. Okay. All right. So that's a hack. Always choose FedEx or post office. So you always have the option to go to the PayPal shipping if you want to do UPS. Because if you do UPS on eBay, you won't have the option of switching to FedEx or post office. Man, I've got hundreds of items I need to go through and change. Okay. I'm just saying, just because you never know. You never know. And if I'm wrong, let us know in the comments below. We'll tag a post saying, this is why we're wrong. Yeah. So Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes things Orlando's like that. wrong. A lot of the time, Orlando is wrong. All right, let's talk about losing money. Okay, we already talked about <laughs> how do you prevent losing money, right? You talked about doing calculated shipping. Yep. Make sure you weigh everything. Common sense. But right, you get those moments, you have a huge haul. You take the pictures and you're like, ah, I don't want to go weigh it. You got to weigh it. Yeah, yeah. There's. it's definitely easy to do, especially when you're first starting. Like I, I've talked about one of the earlier podcasts with the the turntable that I tried to ship. Uh, and it was going to cost more to ship the item than than I sold the item for. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's rough. That's brutal. Um, and, and so, yeah, you got to put in the work ahead of time. And I think you've got to be, if you're new, because we got to remember, you know, some of the listeners are, are just starting. Um, don't be intimidated by shipping. But you got to try. You got to research. You got to do the put the right dimensions in. Maybe do calculated shipping for a little while until you're used to how much items cost to ship. And then you could start moving towards, you know, like, Okay, maybe I can do flat rate of, of I can kind of guesstimate box sizes and stuff like that. Uh, but but yeah, you've got to know ahead of time. Spend that time before so you're not losing money later. Agreed. Agreed. Because it's it's a big deal. Because I've had so many, so many times, so many times where I I, I got to give you an example. So an example is with a. Uh, I had this department 56 item and I swore it was going to fit. I eyed it up. I'm like 16 by 12 by eight. Perfect. Then it sold. It was like 18 by 18 by 14. And I lost $25. Right. You don't want to lose that money. That's just a bad call. All right. So what about losing? What if you lose an item? What if you ship something and it doesn't show up? Have you had that happen yet? Yeah, that's happened a couple of times. Um, How do you deal with it? part of it depends on the customer, right? Part of it depends on how aggressive they're going to be and getting involved with you eBay. You just ignore them if they don't, they're not aggressive? No, you still take care of it. But I mean, there's sometimes where it's like, okay, now I've got to get eBay involved and it's a, it's a mm -hmm. bigger issue. Uh, but I, I tend to contact the the company, right? Like they, a lot of times they end up reaching out to UPS or USPS first and figuring out like, where's my package? Yeah. Uh, and they let me know that information. Uh, we've several times have been told by the customer, like UPS says that you need to be the one to contact them with the information. So we will, we'll contact and we get cases opened up. We had one recently where the item show delivered UPS's initial response was, no, we've delivered this. There was, there's evidence that it was delivered to the house. Um, and then we, so like we pressed it and we said, okay, they don't have it. We need to like, can you send us, you know, 
basically something saying that. And they ended up saying, you know, we're going to open a case, look into this. And then they responded back like a week later and said, uh, there's insufficient evidence that we delivered this item. We are going to refund the price of the item. Really? Yeah, it worked out. Okay. And so they they issued us the refund, um, and then we just refunded the customer. Okay, I handle it totally different. What do you do? So if if somebody says an item, so everything's done through eBay, right, or through Amazon, right. whatever. Okay. So tracking should always be uploaded. Yep. Right, and I know people still don't because I get buyers all the time that will go like, make sure to upload tracking. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's, that's like a weird. <laughs> but I, I guess it's still a reality. People don't do that. Man, I scan that yeah. thing as soon as I print it out. Boom. But as soon, listen, as soon as it says delivered, it's not your responsibility anymore. Now, let's say a buyer contacts you and says, hey, I didn't get the item. What I do is I let the buyer know, hey, I'm so sorry. Tracking to my end shows that it's delivered. I would definitely contact your local post office. And that's it. I just leave it at that. And then if they say they never received it. I say, I'm so sorry that happened. Unfortunately, there's only so much I can do on my end. It, it probably would benefit you uh, to contact the post office or contact eBay. And I leave it at that. If it's a situation where an item truly is lost, like the tracking doesn't show that. Like I've had it where one time one boot showed up. Right. I don't know where the other boot went. Only one of them showed up. Like a sock and a dryer. Just Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just like that. So... It showed up and only one side showed up. So I asked him, please send me pictures. I'm, you know, please keep all the package with you. I apologize that, you know, obviously one didn't show up and, I'll, you know, I'll refund you the money and then I'll contact the post office. You can make a claim online. It's really easy. You just go to USPS. There's a link somewhere about making a claim. You send them the pictures. So you offered a refund right away without dealing with post office first? They had to send me the pictures. Yeah, because... In that case, I like the story was so unreal that it had to be real. Do you get what I'm saying? In that case, I'm just giving you a scenario. But is it still your fault? Like the same thing as if it's delivered. If it's delivered and only half of the item made it, that's still not your fault. That's still the post office's fault. Well, so no, what okay. what's the difference there that makes you feel like you should you should address one person, or not the other? That's a great question. I really it's a great question. I think dollar amount. I think I think the fact that it was like a forty dollar pair of boots, I wasn't as concerned. Gotcha. If it was like a two hundred dollar item, then I probably would have handled it differently. Gotcha. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I'm willing to let things escalate if it costs more. Mm. If it costs a little, hey, I'd rather, you know, forty bucks, happy customer. I deal with it. I know I'm gonna I have insurance on it. So for example, I sent an item out, I'll share this as a hustle of the week that was several hundred dollars. I put insurance on it. If that item doesn't make it and the tracking shows it made it, then it's out of my hands. But let's say it makes it and like it's torn or something crazy happened to it. Then obviously I'm going to go, hey, this is the way I shipped it. You know, please keep your packaging. Please take pictures. Please contact the post office. I'll contact the post office and we'll see where the post office wants to go with that. Most of the time, you know, the post office is pretty good about getting back to you. And letting you know. You know what I mean? Do you ever do pictures or video of expensive items that you ship as you're packaging it and sending it out? Like, this is the condition okay. that it is in as I'm packaging it. I've never done that on expensive items. I've done it on multiple items. Just to show that I packed everything in that I said I was going to ship out. Right? But uh, it's a great question. 
So, because I've had, I had one item I sent, and it was a broken item that was sold for parts only, right? It was parts okay. only, parts yeah. and repair, and I bubble wrapped it, not with a little bubble wrap, yeah, but the, the big yeah, bubble yeah. wrap, yeah. multiple times, and used paper all the way around it. So basically, it was, it was a, it wasn't in a box floating, but it was basically floating inside a box. Like it was, it was solid. The person got it and and complained about the wrapping and they said that it wasn't sufficient. I know for a fact. And then I asked them to send pictures and, and they couldn't really send good pictures. Yeah, but before, they complained. Let me stop you for a little bit. Before you do anything, if there's ever a claim that something is broken or is messed up, ask for pictures. Right? Because most half the time, if in my experience, like it, you don't ever hear from them again. You've had that, right? Oh yeah, I've had several of those. And yeah. that makes you wonder, is it laziness on their part or are they scamming? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So always ask for pictures. Don't be so quick. Like, for instance, the, those boots, I needed pictures. And there's something. I mean, but anybody could take one boot out and no, then no. take a picture. No, no. You should have seen the box. The box was, like, mauled. Like, what I think happened is one of the conveyor belts, like, just ripped it apart. And, like, the boot, like, flew out. Like, it was just so unreal that it was real. That's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why I had no problem. If it was, let's say, it was a Harley Davidson jacket. And they're like, one sleeve is missing. Or the sleeve. You know what I mean? Then that's a little obnoxious. But this, this looked. To, I don't know, a sleeve missing on a jacket, that's probably too unreal to be real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, anyways, bad example. All right, going back to what you're saying. So you're talking about pictures, uh -huh. right? And that half the time, they don't get back to you. Yeah, and so, you know, just asking for pictures. Um, I mean, it's important. Yeah, they don't get back to you a lot of the times. Uh, but it, I've done that. I've sent items out like that. Um, I've... The part, the the item with no that was not working that you bubble wrapped. Oh bubble wrap. yeah, gosh! And I was so worried that I was going to get a negative review because I got so many messages from this guy that were extremely rude. Every time I was like, "We're so sorry." Like we ship when we shipped it, like it was in like good condition and it was packaged well. Could you please send us pictures of like the packaging of how it arrived? Yeah. Um, and the response was, they sent the, a picture of the outside of the box, which was fine. And the response was like, I know this item is just for parts, but you need to respect the items that you're sending and both. And I'm like, wow, wow, this is intense. Respect the items. And so I ended up getting positive feedback from the guy. And it said like, item arrived as described, could have used more paper. Really? That was, the, that was like the, the, you know, the, the claim they made. But I was like, man. I was I thought for sure we were gonna get negative negative review on that one. But yeah, so there's been a few times where I'm like, would it be worth it just to take a picture of how I'm sending especially expensive items? This wasn't that expensive, but expensive items where it's like if they complain, especially because you never know, you wanna expect the the best out of people, but sometimes, you know, there's gotta be people out there who get something and they have a broken one and they kind of want the, you know, the free switch. No, I agree. My advice is always expect the best. You know, always when you communicate. I mean, I shared this on Instagram last week. I had somebody message me and say, I'll read this to you. I must tell you, that shirt you sold me is very horrible. Washed off and bad looking. You could do better, though. The picture's better than reality. And I'm like, what? Okay. So, what? I mean, I could have just ignored that, right? I should have ignored it. I should have. So, I'm a big fan of, like, unless they're asking for a return or they have a specific question, like, don't respond. You know, and so aren't I just, you worried if you don't respond, you're going to get negative feedback? No, because I the oh well, again, if it if they want to return, right, 
then then I, and then if, if they're just commenting like so I did I did so I'll show you what I said I said are you sure we're talking about the same shirt I said it that's in, a little passive aggressive no it wasn't yeah that is no it was not it was just, <laughs> Look, I was, that could be see you no. said it like this are you sure we're talking about the same shirt okay. it can be read as are you sure we're talking about the same shirt no, it was are you sure we're talking about the same shirt okay are you sure we're <laughs> talking about man. the same shirt Okay, so tone doesn't come across on, okay. on message. But the reason I did that because I've had people in the past like light me up, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, it was the wrong item. It was somebody else, right?" So then after that, I said, "The pictures are unaltered and description accurate. You are more than welcome to return for a full refund. My sincerest apologies that the shirt did not meet your expectations." And then I went silent. I've never heard a keep from this person. And some people just want to complain. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So, okay. Let's re let's rewind what Orlando said. Offer them the return and then go silent. Offer the return and then go silent. That's what I meant. Good stuff. Now yeah, I've got I've got like several items out that I've offered returns and people they just they never they never follow through. Yeah. I had a pair of ski boots that the person asked for a return and I was like, all right, send them our way. Nothing. Okay, but there's something to be said. So I get a lot of DMs about people that off, do not offer returns. I don't offer returns. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't offer returns, and I know I should. You've mentioned it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna even go more into why you should. Okay. I and I, I believe it. I, I think you're probably right. But I don't offer re, for returns on my policy, so that I'm not stuck having to do returns. Okay. However, I just had somebody. I sold a new pair of Keen sandals, and the person sent a message to me and said, "These didn't fit. I want a, a refund." Right. They didn't fit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you got to know your shoe size. Like, yeah, you're yeah, buying yeah. shoes yeah. online. Like, they, they're exactly what... And so I said, I'm sorry they didn't fit. We'll refund the price if you cover shipping. Right? They responded back. Thank you so much. Great seller. Right? So now we're heroes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And we put in there, we, we, we do not accept refunds or returns. However, we will refund this for you. Right? Like, you get that whole, like, we don't do this normally, but I'm going to do it for you. So whenever anybody asks for a refund, we typically do it. We so just you don't offer, offer refunds. It. You just don't. We yeah, that's the thing. I don't yeah. I don't click it on the thing because I'm afraid that more people will buy as like a, you know, if I don't like it, I'll send it back. Okay. But this is this is what I'll say. So I don't know. I've seen some crazy stats out there. My experience on my own and from other resellers that usually return rates. And if you go on eBay, you go to seller performance. You can look at your returns. You could look at what everybody else is doing. Generally, it's about 3%, right? I've seen some, you know, maybe on Amazon, it's higher. On Amazon, for me, it's about, I want to say, like, closer to 10%, maybe Ooh. more, okay? At, at the height of Q4, okay? So, if you offer free returns, okay, it seems that eBay is more likely to side with you because eBay has put a bunch of things in place. So, for example, if you sell a brand new item, Okay, and the person opens it and they return it to you, right? You are able to make the choice that you're only going to refund that person a certain percentage. If you don't offer free returns, you don't have that option to do that because you can't do returns. You get what I'm saying? Like it, like the, the things aren't set in place for you to do returns. Yeah, but I, I've, I just do it through eBay and PayPal and it still works out. I, I get that. But what I'm telling you is that, and let me explain this. So eBay has systems in place that lean towards you making you do returns. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they, they wouldn't build that infrastructure 
unless they wanted you to offer free returns. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I've also noticed, so I've had, I've had people do these item not as described. Right. And so what's happened with the item is not as described, you know, the person will say item not as described and you know, they're upset and I'll call eBay and eBay is kind of just like, well, okay. Did you offer them return? And I'm like, yeah, I offered them return. They're like, okay, well, if they choose not to, you're okay. And I've even had somebody say, if I've even asked them like, well, what if I get a negative feedback? I mean, the item was exactly as it's in the pictures as I described it. And the person still claims it's there to go. Don't worry about it. We'll just remove the feedback. I mean, I've had eBay reps. Tell so me you're that. saying they won't do that if I don't have in my policies free re returns? I'm saying they may not do that. They may not do that. Because what I've always said and what eBay will tell you is they want you to do everything. They, this is eBay's way of doing things now. If I'm wrong, if there's an eBay rep listening, let us know in the comments below. Is that eBay wants you to do everything possible to work things out between you and the buyer, they never want to step in, right? They want that. That's where they want things to take place. So that's why I say that because I'm very, I, I, I can tell you again and again, I've had these issues with people saying item not described or people are unhappy. But the moment that the eBay rep saw that I offered free returns after 30 days and the person didn't want to return it, they're like, well, you offered the return. They obviously weren't that bothered by it. So we're not, you know, we're, we're not too concerned about it. You're good. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So I, I can't tell you it's it's 100%, but I really do feel, and, and if I'm wrong, if there is an EV policy, hey, please copy paste it in the comments below. <clears throat> Either way, I'd love to hear it because I, I remember this happening to other sellers. I know it's happened to me and I've talked to reps. And if you go out of your way, you offer the return, you apologize. You but could all those things be done in the message and not on like your your policy? Because I offer if somebody's upset about an item, and I say I'll re I'll return it, I'll refund it. Like I sold a coat, like a like a dress coat, like a trench coat type coat, and the tag said forty R, and so that's what I listed and sold it as. Yeah, and it ended up being quite a bit bigger than that. Like the tag in the coat was wrong. So I'm like, okay. man, that's crazy. That's weird. Like, clearly I didn't do that on purpose, but, you know, I don't want you to have too big of a coat. So send it back to me. So in that case, I, I accepted in messages like, okay, go ahead and return it. I'll pay for shipping. Send it back my way. Um, if they left a negative review, I still offered a return. It just wasn't part of my policy. Like I could say like in my, in my comments, I said, sure, send it back. I'll cover shipping. I'm so sorry about this. So if they still get item not as described, I feel like eBay would still side with me in the sense I think of, you're I think you may be right. I can't I can't do, I can't disagree with you on that one. So the benefit though is it probably looks better to seller or to customers if that's in your policy the free returns. Correct. And I think it looks better to eBay because it comes across as you being more customer centric, more customer friendly. And I know right now, you know, I think it's really hard for all of us to adjust because that's just the way things are. Right? You can return for whatever reason and you have to be willing to accept the return, right? And, it's, and that's one of the things that you really struggled with in the beginning. You still, I think it's tough for you. It's tough for me sometimes because I'll sell a very expensive item. And if it's a $200 item, I get a return or 400 or 500. That hurts. Well, it really hurts. It doesn't hurt so much that I, if I can resell this item, where it hurts is the shipping, right? Yeah. Because I paid to ship it to you. I mean, technically they paid whatever, but you're paying it back. So you paid the money and then you're not getting that money back. And then you have to pay for it to be shipped back to you. That's that's shipping two ways. So 
$20 there, $20 back on a $40 item, right? You yeah. lost. Now the best <laughs> you can hope for selling this item is maybe I'll break even. I agree. Now, there are some people that have chosen to add like a handling charge, right? Like a dollar per item in throughout their whole store. So whenever they have those moments that they're going to lose money on returns, they're okay because they already made that money. Well, wouldn't that be the same as just charging an extra dollar per item? Yeah. Got- no, no. There's, yeah, you're right. Except with the handling charge, no matter what, if you accept that software, it doesn't matter. Right? Because it's always going to be a content. It's always going to be there. To me, it doesn't. I'm not. So you can't offer free shipping with handling, can you? Like you have a handling charge, but you offer free shipping. <laughs> you know what? I am stumped. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can. Because it's going to say $30 free shipping, $2.99 handling. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm pretty sure. You, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We don't have all the answers. That's what I have not thought about. Wow, that was a good that was a good question. Okay. Hey, another thing is to avoid problems, ship on time. Mm. Two th- I know this is common sense, but two things. Number one, <clears throat> make sure that it's very important that you scan, get things scanned at the post office. Right? So sometimes I'll just print the label right away. I'll pack it, but you got to make sure it gets scanned, especially when it has to be sent out by, you know, let's say you have one day handling. <coughs> And it's the next day you want to make sure it gets scanned because sometimes you might go to the post office and you'll drop it off in the box and it, it may not get picked up. Make sure you pay attention to your pickup times. So you don't leave boxes like because I'll walk into the post office and then just like leave the boxes where like people leave boxes and walk out. I don't wait for something. I'll to do in. it if it's earlier in the day. Okay. But like I know that the, you know, the post office that we both love, they close at five, but their last pickup time is at 445. And then sometimes I've I've had it where like I've dropped stuff off at like let's say 440 and I'll check like you know hours later the tracking and now one thing I noticed is eBay eBay with it shipping late as it were as long as it gets to the customer and the customer doesn't claim that it arrived late it doesn't count against you as late arrival right agreed agreed now I will say one thing I ship out in the morning and afternoon and so that's something that if you want to, I find that it triggers the algorithm more. So every morning I'll pack my stuff and I'll actually get it all scanned because I already want it showing that it's already on its way to get myself higher in the search. I can't say there's any proof I have about that except experience. Do it for the algorithm. That's do our it. new saying. That's it. That's it. We have shirts and We're shirts. Do it for the algorithm. Do it for the algorithm. So... All right. And I think we covered plenty about making money on shipping, you know? Yeah, I think so. That's good stuff. Um, if Also, I mean, if you didn't listen to our last shipping episode, uh, this one was a lot of, like, information. But our last episode had a lot more on specific items, right? So, like, what, what were the resources we the used? The boxes we used, what the tape, the, yeah. the so, weight, weight scales, all that. But we still have the link down in our description of the YouTube and on the podcast uh, to whatever we use on Amazon, eBay, all of those things. So if you would like to kind of see what it is we use for shipping, whether it's labels, printers, uh, tape, all of that stuff, check out that link. Um, and if you've got suggestions of things that we might be able to add there, let us know and we'll give it a try and, and maybe add that because we want to, we want to make an easy place for people to find the best shipping supplies for you. Agreed. And hey, we know that this episode could be controversial because, <laughs> you know, we may have been wrong on some things. We may have had a different perspective on some things. And so if you ever want to, you know, let us know, let us know in the comments below, you know, we're always willing to listen. We're all learning together. Like Mike and I have always said, 
more we do this, the less we know. That's right. So with that, be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Peace.